0: Now, from the Mousecapades Studios, here are your hosts. Happy Friday, Mousecapades listeners. This is Brad, and I'm here today with my son, Joey. We hope that you're staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 661, and you are listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears the Mousecapades Podcast.
1: Before we get started, we'd like to remind you that the Mousecapades podcast is part of the Your Story Travel Company. At Your Story Travel Company, we can plan a magical trip for you and your family on just about any budget. Simply text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip or get a free quote. A small refundable deposit of $200 is all it takes to hold your reservation, so contact us today.
0: So, Joey, Vicky is typically one of the regular hosts for this show, but today I'm filling in for her, and you were gracious enough to sit in and help me out so that it wouldn't be just me. No one would have enjoyed that, not even me, so thank you. <laughs> and just so you know, listeners, the reason Vicki is not joining us today is because both she and my daughter, Kaylee, flew out late Wednesday. Destination... Orlando, They're spending a few days there, and they're actually meeting up with Gina and some of her family there. It's a girl's getaway trip. And Gina is also one of our Your Story travel guides, and she comes on the shows on Wednesday for the rumors and news. So you probably know her from hearing her there. And so they're getting together, doing a girl's trip away. So it sounds like fun. Now, luckily, everyone made it there safely and dodged the bullet with all these Southwest Airlines travel woes that have been plaguing everyone the last couple of weeks. So we sighed a big sigh of relief on that one. Um, things seem to have calmed down a bit for now on that front, but we're being warned that flight issues may continue to crop up during the upcoming holiday seasons, Thanksgiving and Christmas. So fingers crossed, if any of you got travel plans in the next few months, We hope you're not impacted by that. We shall see what happens, and we will certainly keep you updated right here on this show with what we're hearing about any of those impacts for Thanksgiving and Christmas. I'm a bit jealous knowing that they are in Disney right now. They're in the bubble, but it's a much-needed break and a well-deserved time away that they need down there in Orlando. And speaking of Orlando, I thought we would talk a bit today. Uh, We're about two weeks in right now, as of today, on the 50th celebration of Walt Disney World, 50th anniversary. So I thought it'd be good to look back and kind of talk about the first day, you know, October 1st of this year, the first day of the celebration. how did that go? What were some of the things that were issues? Things like that. And we'll talk about what maybe could have been done differently to prevent that from happening. And so that's kind of the, I guess, the negative part of the show. But then we're going to transition into some of the main reasons to be excited about the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary celebration. And we will wrap the show with a positive note, which everyone needs, I believe, these days. We are going to go ahead and get started. I'm going to kick it off and Joey's going to chime in here and there with his opinions on what he thinks of some of this. But we'll go ahead and start. I'm gonna start with a recap just from all of the parks about how opening day went at all of the parks. Let's start with Animal Kingdom. It's the youngest of the parks, youngest meaning the newest. It had some hiccups. They ran out of commemorative reusable gift bags (laughs) and specialty food. They ran out of that kind of stuff. There were also a few issues with the new Kite Tales show. Some some characters, let's just say, took a little nosedive into the stands and into the water. There were some technical issues. Let's just leave it at that. At the end of the day, the Tree of Life was illuminated as it participated in the Beacons of Magic, and we'll get into that a little bit more later if you don't know what that is. Uh, And that's a light laser projection show Um, that spans all four parks, but we'll get into more details in that in a bit. That was pretty cool. So that was it for Animal Kingdom. Not overly catastrophic. All right. So that's that one. So Joe, what do you have to think about that? Anything strike you about those?
1: Nothing too bad on that one. Uh, It might be a little disappointing on the specialty food, but uh, aside from that, I'm not too sure how many people are getting going for the reusable gift bag and they really were diehard into that. But from what I, from what I, little I did hear about the catastrophic stuff, this is not, this is not it. (laughs) So yeah, let's move on over to
0: Epcot. And so actually, if you didn't know, you know, the 50th anniversary goes for 18 months. And during that 18 months, Epcot is going to have its 40th anniversary on October 1st of next year. So I'm sure they're going to have some things for that. We've not heard much about that, if they've got things planned for that specifically. But just to FYI, that's coming. But as far as Epcot opening day for the 50th anniversary, the France Pavilion was obviously a little bit busy because of the whole Ratatouille opening. That kind of caused a buzz over in that area. And there was also a new area and dining option called La Creperie de Paris. So that's a new thing along with Ratatouille that's over in the France area. So that was kind of a busy, one of the more busy areas of the park on opening day. I don't think anyone was surprised about that, but I'm just letting you know that was probably the busiest. Again, Epcot is taking part in the Beacons of Magic. And in this case, it's those illuminated lights that they put on Spaceship Earth. That's part of what that is. Um, and also, Epcot has a nighttime spectacular called Harmonious, and so that's pretty cool. As far as issues at Epcot, we didn't hear of many major things at Epcot on opening day. Are you surprised about that, Joe, or would you have expected it to be more of an issue
1: at A Epcot? lot of the issues with this stuff arises with too many people, and... The biggest thing that I would say would be harmonious would be my big worry, but it's just pretty much anywhere in the World Showcase is a good viewing angle as long as you're not behind a tree or something. So it'd be a lot harder to fill up that park than it would be to to fill up some of the others. I could see why they didn't run into as many like space issues of everyone wanting to see this new stuff that's been hyped up for this past time. like They've had these barges ruining their view for so long, and they're like, I want to see what this is all about if you're going to ruin my view with these barges. Right, exactly.
0: All right, that's a brief recap of Epcot. We're moving on over to Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, if you're one of the people who were coming here on opening day for the 50th anniversary stuff and hoopla this park may not have been the one that you wanted to go to. Now, if you were coming here for other things like rides and stuff like that, that might be okay. But this one didn't have a lot of the 50th stuff. You know, obviously Magic Kingdom did. People lined up at park open. When it opened, they immediately rushed to the back to get to Rise of the Resistance, which had stopped using its virtual queue system. If you remember, they stopped that. So what happened is, within 15 minutes of the park open, the queue had over a hundred minute wait. That's what happened. What do you think about that, Joe?
1: I mean, that's, honestly, that's not as crazy as I've heard. Do you think they should have kept it the way they had it? No, not at all. I don't like it because it's just luck of the draw whether or not you get to ride it at all. At least with a queue, it's like, yeah, you might have to wait 100 minutes, but if you are a diehard fan and you want to ride that ride, 100 minute wait might be worth it for you, so you're just going to hop on that 100 minute line. That's true. For some people, it was just, there's no way to ride it if you don't get the pass, and so I'd I'd rather it just be a line. I I
0: probably would tend to agree with you. I mean, I have not ridden that ride yet, but just in general.
1: I do really need to ride that. (laughs) I'm looking forward I want to do a lot of the Star Wars stuff since I've now seen the movies but yeah
0: but like I was saying earlier as far as the 50th anniversary presence in this park it's kind of minimal I mean there are some things there's smaller merchandise items uh, there were some popcorn buckets some fab 50 statues but again it wasn't over the top
1: I feel like that kind of makes it like the perfect park to go to especially on like October 1st that would have been the park to go to if you weren't going for the stuff because that's probably your least busy day at Hollywood Studios would be is October first. I would agree. But here's the thing, and we're gonna talk about this.
0: The the elephant in the room is still the one to talk about, which is Magic Kingdom. Oh yeah. The, the thing is, none of the three parks we just talked about, Animal Kingdom, Epcot, or Hollywood Studios, none of those were part of the original. It was only Magic Kingdom that was in existence on October 1st, 1971. So it's the only park that truly is celebrating the 50 50 years. Everyone else is grandfathered in because it's the collective Disney. But Magic Kingdom is the park that was there at inception. So which leads me right into my next park and the last park and the most painful park on this day, Magic Kingdom. So we're going to deep dive a little bit into Magic Kingdom and I'm going to hit on three of the main issues that happened on opening day at Animal Kingdom and why it happened and what could possibly have been done differently to prevent that. So let's go ahead and get started. So Magic Kingdom. Okay. So by far the biggest issue at Magic Kingdom on October 1st was merchandise. It was a merchandise queue nightmare. I mean, it's the worst kind of queue you could be in, in my opinion. Because at the end of it, you're not even getting, you're not even get to ride anything. You have to pay for stuff. I mean, it's just the worst kind of line I can think of being in for three hours. So how long were these lines? Some of them, some of them were three hours or more that people were waiting. So... Here's the issue. It it was an issue because the merchandise that people were standing in line for in one of the main places was the Emporium. The reason is they only made that exclusive item. Those exclusive items were only made available in very few locations within that park.
1: You and I have similar experiences in the Emporium in the sense that You can stand anywhere in there. You will be in someone's way, no matter where you are. Even on a normal day. That's on a normal day. And imagine standing in the Emporium for three hours. Three hours, you're just standing in the Emporium. Yeah. (sighs) I mean,
0: again, the worst type of line. But it's because one of the main reasons, you know, as I'm reading, it's because they only made that very exclusive merchandise available there and at one or two other places so people had no choice if they wanted that stuff they had to be there and waiting there to get it so here's the rub okay this isn't disney's first rodeo in these opening events of things like this they've done stuff like this before not 50th anniversary stuff but they've done things where they know there's going to be a crowd and a rush I don't know and I've been unable to find through the forums why they could not have spread that limited merchandise out to more numerous places within the park to try to stagger some of the volume of people so that people would know oh if I can't get it there I can go here well people knew it was only at these one or two places so obviously they're going to be standing in line I mean I don't I don't understand what Disney didn't anticipate about this and they may have anticipated and didn't really care i I don't know what do you think about that do you i can't think of a reason and i've been unable to find it why they wouldn't distribute that out more throughout the park
1: i can't see any because right now again everything that disney's doing right now is they're all about the money but i can't see a financial reason you would choose to put all all of the new items in one store instead of putting them in spreading it out into multiple stores because they already have the staff for the other stores they're already there it's just you're putting the new items in those same stores and, and the last thing they need is cramming more people into, t- into small spaces because if, if they do get a coronavirus thing going there that's the last thing they need is for people to be crammed in the emporium like that
0: Yeah. So the Emporium was one. The Big Top Souvenirs in Fantasyland, that was another one. It was not a great situation. There was merchandise issues there with people queued up. And actually, they used a virtual queue system there at Big Top Souvenirs. And they were probably one of the most in-demand stores in the whole park due to their exclusive items. But by 7.25 a.m., the virtual queue was full. I mean, it's 7.25 in the morning. I mean, they ended up opening the park before the before the official open of the park even was, because of the people. They were trying to not have people congregate, so they went ahead and opened up the park to alleviate some of that crowding at the gates.
1: What what happens is that they reach the there is a capacity for like for fire code purposes, out that you can have in like the outside air outside the park area. Right. And once they reach that, you have to either start turning people away or you have to let people in. And so most of the time what they just end up doing is they just let people in because it's easier to do that.
0: Right. And I, and I saw a complaint on some other blogs, because if you know, if you stay at a Disney resort, you get in the park 30 minutes before it opens. Well, if you're getting there, like if the park opens at eight and you're getting there at seven thirty, thinking you're going to be getting in 30 minutes before everyone else, when this stuff happens, that all goes out the window because they're opening up the park for everyone early. So you don't you lose that perk of getting in early because they're opening it up for everyone.
1: Now, are they are they keeping the line separate of people who are in resorts and who aren't in resorts? That I don't know. Because they did that with us at Animal Kingdom when when we tried to get into Pandora that first year that we were there and we we didn't hear them because they didn't have any signs up they were only saying it out loud and we didn't hear them that's why we didn't end up writing it that first time
0: but i thought that was encoded into your magic band they know what if you're at a resort so it's going to let you in if it knows that you're at a disney resort on property it's your band is going to let you in 30 minutes early whereas if it's not it won't
1: well i assume that they would not let those people in that weren't but Again, I don't, I'm not 100% sure on that. But,
0: but that's what I'm saying.
1: When this stuff
0: happens and they end up opening the park early due to this volume issue, that all goes out the window. I don't think they check. I don't think it matters.
1: You said they opened the park early. Did they open like they functionally opened everything like rides are open that early as well?
0: No, I don't think they opened rides that early. I think they w- they were just trying to alleviate the crowd the at crowd. the gate to get them on it, maybe to the hub down Main Street, you know, to let them in a little further so that Hmm. there could be at least a little relief but uh, yeah i don't know it just seemed i don't know seemed a little crazy because actually you mentioned rides if you're a ride person and you showed up on october 1st to ride rides that's
1: the place to be you scored
0: because the rides were desolate the lines were 10 to 15 minutes for wait because people were all at the Emporium and the Big Top Souvenirs wanting to get popcorn buckets and exclusive merchandise, they're standing in three-hour lines for that. So, if it were me, I would have much rather be doing rides.
1: Let's go ride the Haunted Mansion five times.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if people did that. That's just what I would have done. But I know that there are some diehards. The merch people—they, if they want their merch, they're standing in line for their merch. So.
1: I don't know and that's what i never understood because people are all like they want it more because it's exclusive so people think it's more valuable but to me i don't really care of i I really don't care about what the value is for everyone else it's more about how much i like it it could be the most common shirt that they sell i'm if it's a shirt that's cool i'm gonna want it it doesn't matter how like cheaper common it is around or how hard it is to get it's like the exclusivity does not make it more fun for me and
0: and what i thought was interesting is that some not all but some of this exclusive quote-unquote exclusive merchandise some of that is available for all 18 months of the celebration <laughs> now some of it was only that one day like if it sells out and they don't replenish then you're just out of luck Good if, Lord. You if you don't get it but what i'm saying is a lot of it is stuff that you can get over the eight, the course of the 18 month celebration so if you were standing in line for that I think you're you kind of wasted your time a bit if it's stuff that was only for that one day okay you might have, you might have known it was only going to be there for that one day but again I would argue that's the worst kind of line to be in but I get it if you're die, if you're die hard you're die hard and you're going to wait for that.
1: And from what I understand, the scalping issues aren't as big anymore because they put that. They did put a quantity per person limit, right?
0: They put a a purchase quantity on there per person to try to to alleviate or prevent a lot of that.
1: Yes. Okay, that's good to hear.
0: Which I think is a good idea. Um, So there is that. They did take some steps to address that. Now, this second one I'm going to talk about is actually a corollary to number one, and it's rude guests so obviously you get this many people in one spot waiting for this long you're going to have rude people and there was a skirmish that broke out at the emporium at one point cast members had to get involved to disperse it and to break it up i don't think it came to blows but i think it was verbal based on what i've read but again the rudeness extended to cast members people you know cast some cast members were almost in tears for people being so rude to them and we've talked about this on this show before it does not behoove you to be rude to cast members it's not going to get you anywhere if anything they can potentially kick you out of the park if they think you're being way over the top i mean it would probably have to come pretty become pretty serious but still
1: cuz cast members are given they can ha- they can give out certain amounts of magic moments per However often they can give them, they get renewed. And being nice to them increases their chances of wanting to spend those magic moments on you instead of any other guests. Being mean to these to these cast members is not going to help you. And being being nice to them actually could increase your chances of having an even better trip than you would have by default.
0: Correct. Correct. Um, I don't know. It 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 just seems. You know what they say, one bad apple can spoil the whole bunch. It only takes one rude person to ruin somebody's day, whether you're a cast member or not. But Just
1: don't be the bad apple.
0: (laughs) Yeah, don't be the bad apple. This other thing uh, that we'll talk about, it's just generally crowd control. So I guess this is what surprised me most is that Disney should be good at this by now. And when I hear three-hour queues, it makes me think they missed the mark somewhere. I don't know. It, it kind of baffles me. What do you think about that, Joe?
1: I- they could run every register in that emporium if just the inefficiency of some people not having their payment ready and all that stuff. I still think it could easily get to the three-hour wait because yeah. there's just there's only so much, so many registers in that store, and there and there's a good amount of registers in that store. But even then, it's still just. It could be a lot. And some people were saying, you know, a lot
0: of people, you know, especially if you've been there at rope drop before at opening, there's the mad dash and the rush down Main Street. You know, that's the main corridor that people are rushing down to the main hub there in front of the castle. And I think what happened is, you know, since it was a big celebration and a big anniversary, the 50th, I think. People were expecting some sort of great pomp and circumstance at the castle and in the hub, which there was some, but I think there was a much grander stage and a much grander production built up in people's mind. So some people got upset about that. Like, you know, they came out, did the stage show, and then it was done. And that was basically it. And it was done. And people were kind of murmuring like, that's it? I think they were expecting more, and I guess that's okay if you're expecting more, but their, their take on it was what Disney didn't give any indication about what was going to be happening, what wasn't. Like There was no communication from Disney about what to expect as far as a celebration in that square right there in front of the castle, which they probably didn't do that because they didn't want to draw a large crowd and say, oh, we're going to have this big hoopla thing. That would have drawn even more people to that location. I mean, I get that aspect, but I also get the flip side where if you leave people just wandering with unfulfilled expectations, they're going to kind of get a little miffed about it. Yeah. I don't know.
1: And then, uh, because you've been there for the fireworks shows and for the parades and all that, like they'll say, hey, you can't have your kids on your shoulder. And then sure enough, as the parade starts, someone walking by just takes a step out in front of you, Who you've been waiting there for an hour and a half to get this good spot, and someone steps right in front of you, puts their kid on their shoulder, it doesn't matter how good they are at crowd control, until they can manage stupid people, which they can't, you can't, like, they can tell you to stop, but they, just tell you to stop, you have to first do it, and get in the way. That's so, true. And then there's, during the fireworks show, they're like, this isn't a place you can watch. This is just a walkway. Keep moving. Keep moving. And sure enough, two seconds later, someone stops to look at the fireworks and they have to keep saying, this is not a walkway. You, ha- This is not a viewing area. You have to keep walking. And it doesn't matter how ready they are to do that. They still have to wait for someone to not listen to them before they can say, listen, go. <laughs> right. Those are just some of the ales at Magic Kingdom specifically. And I focus on Magic
0: Kingdom again, because that's the park that was open at inception back in 71. So that, so Magic Kingdom by far was the busiest as far as crowds on October 1st of 2021. Again, if you're a ride person, you scored big that day. You could pretty much get on any ride, I believe, based on what I'm reading. Tomorrowland, they said, you know, that walkway over to Tomorrowland, it was like a ghost town over there. So, I mean, that's the silver lining. If you're a ride person, you scored that day at Magic Kingdom. So we're going to wrap it up. I said we'd wrap it up with some positivity. We're going to hit on some of the things to be excited for about the 50th anniversary celebration. So you have for the next 18 months to take some of these things in, because that's how long the celebration lasts. So keep that in mind for your trip planning. Some of these things we're going to mention, you can try to capture these and partake of these. Um, I'll just go through the list real quick. And Joe, you, you give your, take on what you think of some of these. Um, number one is the iconic makeovers. There's lots of overlays, projections, all that stuff for the 50th anniversary that are new. Um, you probably are going to want to take in some of those at some point. Um, again, Harmonious over at Epcot. Enchantment is the new fireworks show at Magic Kingdom. You might want to take in those at some point. Again, I we're a family that has moderated over the years. We probably won't stand an hours worth of lines for a fireworks show again for a long time. I think what we're going to do, we're going to ride rides during the fireworks show. Again, the people are all in the center hub waiting for fireworks. So the rides are going to be a little bit less during that time.
1: If I want to hit the fireworks show, honestly, I'll take the second viewing, even if it means i got to stay up later, because that's typically the less busy one, because like A lot of the families are getting tired by them, and anyone with small kids are going to try and be getting home because they're going to be getting grumpy. And at that point, we'll we'll have had our midday nap, and we'll just be riding all the rides. You want to go wait an hour to watch fireworks? You have fun. I'm just going to watch them from Tomorrowland because the fireworks are a mile away from the castle anyway.
0: Yes. Next category is new attractions. Just some of the ones are Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Things like that. There's other things coming that we don't really know, like Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know if that has a set open yet, if it's going to happen within this 18-month celebration. It might. We'll have to see. Um, But there's just lots of things like that that you might be able to take part of during this time.
1: I'm excited for the Guardians of the Galaxy, and I'm excited for Remy's Ratatouille thing as well. I hope it... A lot of people were saying it's a letdown, but I really didn't have like i i didn't have crazy high expectations because the only expectations i had was oh it's like mickey's runaway railway but i and everyone loves that but i haven't ridden that yet and i really didn't watch too i haven't seen much footage of it because i want to i want to experience that in the ride so i have no i have not too many expectations for remy but i i I don't think it's going to let me down as much as it did some of the other people who were hyped up for it like mickey's runaway railway the one i forgot was tron over at magic kingdom Oh yeah that's that's open That should be open before the end of the fiftieth celebration, right?
0: Yeah, so you'll Good want to day. take you'll want to take that in if you can. Uh, next, I'm just gonna mention some other things. Disney Kite Tales. This one has had mixed uh, reception. Some people are like, oh, I don't know about a kite show. Um, I guess it could be cool. I've not personally seen it yet. I've seen some video clips. I haven't seen it in person yet. So they've had some technical issues. It just
1: seems like an interesting choice to make. And
0: some of the some of the girls on the Wednesday show are like a kite show that just seems kind of lame for Disney. Kind of does. <laughs> Again, it depends on how they do it and how well it's done.
1: That might be the cool one of the cooler things you can do at Animal Kingdom since they like they can't do fireworks because because they got the animals anyway.
0: So, kite tails mixed reception. My verdict is still out because I have not seen it yet. So we shall see. Uh, The next up is Beacons of Magic. I mentioned that when we were talking at the beginning of the show about some of the things that are new with the 50th celebration. So like Beacons of Magic, that means each Disney park, which is like Cinderella Castle, Tower of Terror, Spaceship Earth, and Tree of Life, they have their own visually projected adornments on them. And it's set to the music of The Magic is Calling, and that's an original score. So the Hollywood Tower of Terror over at Hollywood Studios will take on an iridescent shimmer. We've talked about that iridescent color before. Uh, it It evokes the glitz and glamour of the golden age of imagination. Animal Kingdom's Tree of Life, that's illuminated as enchanted fireflies summon the spirit of nature. And Spaceship Earth at Epcot, it's got a projection overlay and its reflective panels sparkle and twinkle like galactic planes. Pretty cool. I've seen video of that. It's pretty cool. And Cinderella Castle and Magic Kingdom, it's also got its own overlay, projection, and a spectacular shimmer and a dazzle of pixie dust. So those are things that are you those are things that you don't stand in line for. It's just you notice it. You can notice it during one of these shows, because some of these they have running multiple times throughout the day. Um, and especially some of these at night are gonna be very cool. All right, next up, new dining experiences. Again, i would already mentioned La Creperie de Paris. That's over in the France Pavilion at Epcot. Space 220, I want to do this. It looks cool. I've seen pics and videos of this. It looks very cool. I want to take this in at some point.
1: I definitely want to take that in. I haven't seen any of it yet. I haven't seen any of the footage, anything yet. I only The only thing I've seen is the concept art, and I saw it originally, and I didn't want to see any of the videos because I want to just experience that when I'm there, bring that all in for the first time. And then, again, at Epcot,
0: there's a new entryway. Uh, I don't know if you've heard about this before, but there's a new entryway, new theming, and there's all these flags and... It's kind of, there's 12 flags separating each of the six original pavilions from the opening day. So it's got a whole new entryway. And once you get inside, right right at the gates, it's got a prism fountain centerpiece directly in front of Spaceship Earth.
1: Oh, that's the original prism from before when they originally opened it as Epcot Center. Yes. And uh, b- before they put all those giant, and <laughs> I hope I don't offend anyone, but those ugly stone tablets in front yeah. of Epcot, that kind of ruined the front end of it. I, they they really did ruin the look of Epcot, in my opinion, with those. And they brought I'm glad they brought back that prism, because it really does. It really looks like Epcot should. Yes. Another thing is Club Cool. Due to the
0: pandemic, that was shut down for a long time. <laughs> now it's back, even though I saw a video the other day, they're doing... A queue thing now so you know before when we went in there it was just a free for all everybody's just going to whatever you want partaking of whatever you want you're in a queue now and they call you in you, you come in but it is at least open now I would suggest you go in there and partake of the Beverly don't don't because it's drink if you don't know club cool you can sample tastes of sodas from all over the world Beverly is a good one or not depending on your perspective and I'll leave it to you and won't ruin it for those who don't know.
1: I'll give you a little hint. Club Cool will make you appreciate Dr. Pepper.
0: <laughs> yeah there's also the Creation Shop at Future World and that's at Epcot. Um, it's a unique shopping experience. It blends contemporary aesthetic with hints of nostalgia. So just some cool things. And again, there's also the limited edition merchandise. We've talked about that earlier in the show and some of the chaos that caused. But a lot of that merchandise is gonna be available throughout the 18 month period. And uh, you can try to grab that. And even if they sell out, hopefully they will replenish that, hopefully. There's also the Fab 50 statues. Uh, You might've seen or heard of that about in Magic Kingdom. And that's really all across the parks, but it's these golden statues. That they've created, you know, iconic of characters and people. It's very cool. I like to look at those. And the elephant in the room, Disney Genie replacement for Fast Pass. That was announced. It's going to start on October 19th.
1: Holy crap. I did not realize it was that close to being ready. Yes. So we shall see how this goes.
0: I hope Disney is more prepared on the technical front than they were on the marketing front for merchandise. Let's just put it that way. I hope this does not crash their system to the point that it's unusable. I sure hope they've done their due diligence in testing this with volume.
1: I mean, you know just as well as I do, it doesn't matter how prepared they are, it's going to happen anyway. It's going to crash anyway.
0: There's probably going to be glitches. Let's just put it that way.
1: It is bound to happen. Yes.
0: The verdict is definitely out on Genie and Genie Plus. Once people start using that, you're probably going to hear a lot more about that on this show as we bring you more details about
1: that. I hope it. I hope it's very expensive and only two people can afford it, and then everyone else can just wait in the regular line. And as i it, it seems that just having a regular line is significantly shorter for everyone. So I just hope that the Genie is so expensive that just about everyone can't afford it. No wishing for more wishes. <laughs>
0: Well, Joey, thank you for joining me today to help with the show. Uh, It would have been no fun to do this all by my lonesome. So thanks again for coming on and talking about some of these 50th anniversary celebration topics.
1: A few final reminders before we sign off. You can text us at 636-395-0544 to book a trip, get a free quote, ask questions, leave a comment or even if you're just interested in being a guest on our show, again, that number is 636-395-0544. Just a reminder that it only takes a $200 refundable deposit to hold your reservation. So contact us today. You can check us out on our Facebook page, The Mousecapades Podcast, or our Your Story Travel TikTok account at Your Story Travel.
0: Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest rumors and news and chat with the gang, Vicki. We'll be back then, and the other ladies will be joining you as well. As always, thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, The Mousecapades Podcast. Well, Joey, I think it's about that time. Just keep swimming.
1: No capes. Have a magical day, my friends. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, de de las <laughs> puertas. That's going on the show. Oh, great.